And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. Plenty of things to talk about when it comes to Michigan State. We welcome in renowned journalist and radio host Jack Ebling, and follow Jack on Twitter at Drive with Jack. Jack Ebling with us. Jack, you ready for a weekend? You're coming to Lincoln, right? Uh, to tell you what this basketball team's all about right now, I'm doing college hockey. And uh, <laughs> Michigan State, Nebraska, women's basketball tomorrow. And uh, then I'll be uh, watching the Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears on Sunday. So uh, Michigan State basketball has to do a little bit more before it gets me to Lincoln. Well, they have a perfect get-right opportunity on Sunday, Jack. I tell you what, based on recent history, I guess it's a good get-right opportunity for both teams. Yeah, uh, Tom Izzo has a lot of respect for Fred Hoiberg, and uh, he kept telling us, you know, watch Nebraska, watch Nebraska. And then some of us watched Nebraska the last two games, and thought that was time in our lives we'd never get back. But we just went through that with the Michigan State-Wisconsin game, and you guys know that Wisconsin is not known for its rebounding might. In fact, a lot of times it doesn't even compete on the offensive glass. Badgers' non-bigs had more offensive rebounds than Michigan State's team, and it is hard to be out-rebounded by Wisconsin 36-22. to Jack Ebling's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, all things uh, Michigan State, Nebraska, Michigan State. This weekend, um, uh, women's and men's. Uh, we will get Jack's take on Spartan quarterback, former Spartan quarterback, Sam Levitt. In a moment, he's been uh, visited by Nebraska this week in East Lansing. So, Jack, what the hell's up with, with Michigan State? You mentioned the the rebounding disparity. Nebraska's been a bit of a nightmare uh, from, a, from a gut check standpoint. They were just god-awful the second half against Minnesota. No heart. Yeah. And we were talking during the Michigan State-Nebraska football game about, you know, the, the prospects for this Michigan State team. They were they came in, what, fourth in the country preseason? Yeah, and uh, ties the worst first eight game performance by any team in college basketball history. There are only four of them who were ranked top five and started four and four. No one's been worse. So um, Michigan State probably needs to win this game because they've got undefeated Baylor coming up right after that. And uh, Michigan State has a string of 25 straight years of making the tournament. Nobody is obsessed about that right now, but a loss to Nebraska would make some people talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's Jack Ebling with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking at Nebraska and Michigan State on Sunday. And tell me, Jack, you kind of laid it out with that Wisconsin game. What exactly do you think has gone wrong for this Sparty squad this year? And do you think there's still time for them to get it right? Because that's the thought around Nebraska. There is still time for Fred Hoiberg to get this right. It's transfers that have come in and gotten together. It's been a couple of disappointing losses, but at the end of the day, it's a team that hasn't been playing together for all that long. And you know what? There's still some time for Fred. Is it, is it the same story? Michigan State, is there still hope that this season can get turned around for Sparty? And there's always time with the Tom Izzo team. We've seen this, in some other years, but this is not a bunch of guys who just showed up on campus. This is a veteran team. Now, they do have a heralded freshman class, which has not exactly lived up to its billing. A couple guys have had flashes, but 
hasn't really had a major impact. One of them is redshirting, another one barely plays. But uh, I would say the problem is what was supposed to be the best backcourt in the country of Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard, and Jaden Aiken has been disappointing. And Walker still scores his points, but they lost the opener to a very good James Madison team when Walker left eight points at the free throw line. They lost that game in overtime. And uh, A.J. Hogard has periods where he's the best player in the court, and then he has uh, 10, 15 minutes where you don't see him or hear his name. And Jaden Akins, who was probably their second-best shooter a year ago, at least their third-best, and this was a team that was among the best in the nation in field goal shooting and three-point shooting, uh, has been abysmal. Uh, this team started the year two for 31 from three. So uh, everyone is wondering what happened. And you watch them in practice, and they make them all. Uh, they shoot free throws the night before every game, and they're always over 90% as a team. And the game starts, and I don't know, they put blindfolds on or something. But it, <laughs> this has been a major problem, and you think they're good shooters. They've been good shooters their whole career, but they are in a – Team Funk right now. Jack Ebeling with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Jack, of course, uh, covers Michigan State and uh, statewide radio with The Drive with Jack, his show, and also does uh, Press Pass on Fox 47 Sundays. So Jack's everywhere between the um, <laughs> Lions and Spartans and um, she's got to take on Michigan uh, this year with their yeah. entrance into the college football playoff. Uh, they got in yeah. as a top seed. Jack, before we get your playoff take, I want you to take on Sam Levitt. He's what a five quarterbacks Nebraska's visited. Yeah. Plenty of upside, four years to play. Uh, not recruited right. by his home state of Oregon, Oregon State or Oregon. His new coach, yeah. or would have been his new coach, Jonathan Smith, didn't recruit him, and he didn't stick around to, to try and win a job right. at Sparty. So give right. us a lowdown on the ups and downs and lefts and rights of one Sam Levitt. Yeah, and I don't think Jonathan Smith said Sam Levitt can't play. It's just that they had D.J. Uyunglele coming in from Clemson, and mm-hmm. they had uh, their green quarterback, a guy who's back in the portal and maybe following Smith to Michigan State, a guy named Aiden Childs. And if you've seen him play, uh, he's Justin Fields 2.0. So uh, I would say, you know, it wasn't anything against Levitt. When he got here, uh, he did some good things. He's very confident. Uh, I'll go a little further than that. He's cocky. He he thinks that he is uh, the best player on the field at all times, and maybe that's not a bad thing for a quarterback. Uh, Sometimes that can get you into trouble. But uh, he has the ability to extend plays, uh, can throw the ball into tight windows, and uh, he was a little prone to make mistakes, but they weren't tentative mistakes. They were aggressive mistakes. So maybe you can temper that a little bit. Jack, what's interesting is, is Levitt kind of gets the headlines with the four years of eligibility, but there's two other portal quarterbacks from Michigan State right now. I want to get your thoughts. Levitt seems to be the hot commodity, but who do you think is the most – Power five ready, the most ready to be a starter? Because it's not a guarantee that Nebraska's necessarily going after Levitt. That's what the reports say, but all we know for sure is that they were in East Lansing. 
Uh, I thought today that uh, Kyle McCord is going to be a Cornhusker. That's not true? Unsure. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing official. I, I know they're, they're trying to dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the leader in the clubhouse for him. This musical chairs thing, Cam Ward might be at Ohio State. Aiden Giles uh, might be at Michigan State, probably will be. Um, looks like you've got uh, lots of quarterbacks on the move. You know, you go from Duke to Notre Dame. That's that's almost a sure thing, I think. So, uh, you know, Nebraska's going to have a, a quarterback. I, I get that. And I think that people like what Matt Rule's doing, if they don't already. It, it didn't end well at the end of the year, but uh, I think there's some promising signs. Jack Ebling's with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, the Drive with Jack, his radio show statewide in Michigan, and we're talking uh, Sam Levitt. So, with with Levitt, is is he a guy that can connect with teammates, or is it just the fact that that ability will will win out somewhere? Uh, and we I, don't know. I, I if, really can't answer that question for you, Chris. Because he didn't play enough here for us to know. Mm. Uh, He had some flashes when he was in. He never really won the job. And there was Mm. certainly a job to win. Uh, It was Noah Kim's job. And in week two, he was Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. The third play in week three, he got absolutely steamrolled on a blindside blitz uh, against Washington. And uh, he was never the same player after that. Hurt worse than we realized, and then finally couldn't play at all. So had he stayed healthy, the job would have been his, and Levitt would have been uh, an automatic redshirt. And turns out he didn't use his four games anyway. He decided that uh, he he was going to leave. And so, um, you know, he, he was behind Caden Hauser as well. And I don't want to build up a third-string quarterback and make him sound like, you know, he's the next coming. But uh, I would think he had a lot of potential from what I saw. And down the road, he could turn into something uh, something special. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's athletic talent there. Uh, I really like the way he ran, uh, escaped out of the pocket. So, uh, you know, he could be very good down the road. Jack Ebling with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Catch his show, The Drive, up in Michigan. You catch it in podcast form as well. And, Jack, before we get you out of here, about two minutes left. Jonathan Smith, the hire for uh, Michigan State. And I think there's always going to be doubts about a coach coming from the, the Pac-12, the West Coast, to the Big Ten. How is that transition going to work? What's your take on the, on the system that he's bringing to East Lansing? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be Mike Riley or not. Uh, <laughs> I think... He certainly uh, had a great run, I think you'd have to say, at Oregon State, took over a team that didn't win a conference game, was ranked as the second-worst Power 5 program in the country when he got there. And then, uh, you know, they're consistently in the running, uh, had a chance to play for a Pac-12 championship uh, a year ago. Uh, Didn't happen at the end of the year, but... Uh, you know, he's, he's had some big wins, and they've been in the top 20, and that's uncharted territory uh, for Oregon State, where he was a tremendous quarterback, again, a walk-on, uh, kind of an overachiever, but everyone loves what he's done as a program. He's a Chris Peterson protege and a Dennis Erickson protege, 
And um, I think he has had, uh, obviously, some encounters with Mike Riley as well, learned some things from him. So he's brought six members of his staff with him, and he's filling that out. Uh, I think that uh, Michigan State's going to have a better football team down the road, going to have a better team next year because it couldn't have a worse one. They were outscored 129-3, to 129-3 to by Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Jack, we'll talk soon. Thanks for the time. You got it. All right, take care. Good to get caught up with Jack Ebling. Love uh, talking and getting the Levitt thought from him. Uh, and uh, where Nebraska's at, we'll uh, jump in and uh, do the forecast. It's on the way. It's Hale Varsity powered by Cornhead Lager.